please come. Let's welcome Emmanuel. Good morning, everybody. Sorry, is it on? Oh, okay, thank you. It's a joy to be here this morning. Uh, I come every year, and every time I come, I come to this church, and uh, I thank the Lord so much for all that you are doing. Came here last time, and the church was on, in construction, and right now you, you finished the church. Thank you. Thank you for the great work you are doing. I bring greetings from Uganda. They send greetings to you. I spoke to my wife this morning. She sends love and greetings to all of you. You do not know her, but she knows some of you. Those of you who have come to us, she knows you so well. Uh, the churches I work with, they send greetings to you as well. How do you put it? They send greetings to you. And uh, it's a joy always to come and, uh, and fellowship together with people of God. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So I want to share something short with us, and I believe I want possibly to ask you to open your ears very well and your hearts open to see possibly what God could be speaking to us as a body of Christ, yes? But before I do that, I have some quotes I want to read for us. Uh, how many believe possibly that God wants to empower us to do great exploits in him? How many wants to see that happen? Now some hands are not up. And that means maybe you think you're not there. Yeah? Can somebody open your Bible and uh, read for me James chapter 5, verse 18? That would be for those who have not opened, raised your hands, yeah? To know that uh, you're not behind there, you are actually on the front, only that you do not know about it. Yeah? James chapter 5, verses uh, 18. If someone can read for me there. <clears throat> James 5.18. Again. <coughs> Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Yeah. 17. 17, wrong yes. one. Elijah was a man just like us. Yes. He prayed earnestly. That it, was not, that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Have you heard? Elijah was a man like one of us. So all of us hands should be up. So how many want to be empowered to do exploits? All of us should, yes? Because Elijah was a man like all of us. Praise the Lord. Let us pray together. Just open your hands and we pray together. Lord our God, we thank you so much for this morning. Lord, we know there is a reason as to why you've gathered us here. Lord, from different nations, you brought us here this morning. Father, we ask that you minister our hearts, that the word we are about to hear will be a word that will transform us, will be a word that will lift us from where we have been to where you want us to be. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come in and speak to us. Come and reveal Jesus to us, that we will be a people that uh, know Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives. 
So we invite you to, to do all that you want to do in our midst. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The message I have this morning is uh, actually a message I had not planned to share with you. But uh, the day I arrived at uh, Richard and Debbie, I usually have a bed, the, the room they give me, but this time they did not give me that room. Someone else came in, and I went to another room. But nevertheless, the Lord spoke to me. The first night the Lord spoke to me, it was at 2.30, and the Lord gave me this message. I don't know, really, I believe possibly this message is for, for us all or for some of us, but it's going to be encouraging us. It's going to be building us up. It's going to help us to redirect our thoughts, possibly, and uh, that would be great, yeah? Yeah. So let me read these verses. This, this, uh, I have a number of people I've uh, written somewhere here who are empowered by, by the law to do great exploits. And uh, these are men like you and women like you. And uh, God used them to do powerful stuff in their days. Yeah? I hope you have heard of a man by the name of Charles Finney. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, he, they say he was a man with a massive fire his appearance caused 200 souls to weep without someone. 200 souls to weep without someone. He rode on a horse through a city and people went down crying for salvation. So you've been building, possibly, you know, I think it's now right time to move around and people cry for salvation. Yeah. Another man was called uh, William Joseph Simeon. He was an American evangelist, a leader of Azusa Street Revival. You heard about that? Yeah. A man with rugged tongue of fire. In his days, the fire of the Lord came down physically to demonstrate ancient realities. You see, that time file of God came to demonstrate ancient realities. Things that happened in the past came back to his time, which can happen to us as well. There's another one called John. He was, these people are no longer alive. They lived, but they're not here today. John G. Lake was a Canadian-American a leader of a Pentecostal movement. He was a man with a tongue of fire. He healed the sick to the point that they arrested him for practicing medicine without medical license. <laughs> Powerful thing, eh? How many would love that? You don't have a medical license, but you're healing the sick. Yeah? Another one is John Calvin of Geneva in Switzerland. He paid the price to the point that in Geneva, there is no house without a prayer warrior, and he achieved it during his time by praying. Yeah? I don't imagine this is happening now. Then every house had a prayer warrior just because of him. Another one, you could know anybody from Scotland here this morning? 
You came from Scotland originally. Okay, you could have heard this. This man was by the name of John Knox. He prayed and said, Lord, give me Scotland or I die. These people were determined. They thought without God, there's no reason to live. So he said, give me Scotland or I die. And God gave him Scotland that after his death, 10 years after, there is no beer para in the city. Then, you know, pubs were closed because the man prayed to the Lord. Yes, this one is called Patrick. Maybe I, I just, there are very many, I can't maybe, yeah. Patrick of Ireland, a man with a raw fire, he used his signature to raise a, a six-month buried corpse. He cast a snakes in the Ireland. Till date, there is no snake in Ireland, no poisonous snake. They tagged him, the apostle of Ireland. Maybe we move on quickly so that uh, John Wesley, you have heard of John Wesley so many times, you've possibly read his books. He preached after he drove, uh, sorry, he preached after they drove him from the city and he went to his father's grave and used it as a pulpit. 700 people came to listen to him. Journalists inquired from him what his secret was. He said, I set myself on a fire and people come to watch me burning. Yeah? These are ordinary men like you and I. Um, I've not mentioned the lady. Let me mention the lady, and that will be all possibly. Uh, yes. This is uh, Catherine Kuhlman. You have heard of this lady. Uh, this lady, she was so anointed that people were being slain under anointing on her way to the airport just by passing the same way she passed. Imagine walking to the airport and people are slain in the spirit. These people had really met with Jesus, and it is possible. You, you and I can. There is another one, a last one. This is an African apostle by the name of Bishop, Archbishop Idahosa. You know, and uh, this man was uh, so anointed that he, by his word, he canceled meetings of the whole of all witch, witches in the world that was meant to be hosted in Nigeria. He canceled it. And he called the president. This should not happen. And the president canceled the meeting. Do you believe this can happen in our time? Yeah? Yeah. We, we are living in days when things are not good. Yeah? And, uh, and uh, sometimes fear can grip us and we question ourselves and we wonder whether there is any hope. But actually... It's when there's more darkness that we see the light of God shine. Yeah? It's not when things are okay that many times revival comes. It's when things are difficult, things are hard, things are tightening, and then the Lord moves. Yeah? That, that's how things sometimes happen. And uh, anybody who has ever possibly, you know, you know we are Christians, we we serve God, we do things, and sometimes we think, 
you think thing, you're with God, and sometimes you're not. Yeah? You think what you're doing is God-led, and later you discover it's not. Anybody has ever had that? Yeah? Yeah, exactly. And uh, we feel bad, we grumble, and things don't work out very well with us because we thought we have done things. And uh, I believe, surely, possibly let me read for us. Can you read for me again Luke chapter 2? I want us to read from Luke chapter 2 and from verses 41 to 50. Uh, my theme this morning is three days without Jesus. Yeah? Maybe you have taken ages without Jesus. Maybe I've taken a year without Jesus. Maybe I've taken a month without Jesus. But it's a, there are some people who've taken three days without Jesus. And uh, it's possible many times to walk and you think you are with him and you're not with him. So let us get this story right, and then I will try to expound it to save time. Yeah, can you read for us? Yes. Um, every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast, according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know that I had, be, had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. Amen. The story of a couple, you know this story very, very well. Mary and Joseph. And you know, before Mary met Joseph, the angel of the Lord came and spoke to her about a child she's going to conceive. And Mary was shaken and said, how? I'm not married. I'm a virgin. How? And he said, no, this is of the Holy Spirit, and you will have this child. And uh, she conceives. You know the whole story very well. And, uh, and possibly Joseph thinks of divorcing her, or saying, no, I'm stopping everything, I'm not marrying this woman. Again, the Holy Spirit speaks to him, and he accepts. But when Jesus is born, and Jesus grows like every other child, Mary and Joseph possibly forgets Jesus is God. Jesus came for a different mission. They forget. So I want us to think like, uh, possibly to put ourselves in the picture of Mary and Joseph, Yes, as Christians, and possibly see our journey. How many times have we walked without Jesus? How many times have we prayed and we said, this is it, this is what God has said, and later we discover this is not God? Yes? So I, I, yeah, I found this story very interesting, very, very interesting. And you know what? It's very easy to, to get used to Christianity. It's very easy to get used to the way things are done. 
there were things I'd done in church here, very good. I remember uh, many years back, you know, I was in one of the churches in Britain here, and a lady came to church, and I think I sat next to her, and they sang a song. I said, I hate this. She hated the song. The song was about, you know, it was about God, a good song, but the reason she hated the song, it was a new song. She did not want to change things. She did not want a new move of God. She just wanted that that she knows. And you know, when we are serving God, when we are working with God, many times God takes us in a deep end, in a new area we have never been. He gives us new experiences we have never had before. Causes us to, takes us to places we have never thought of. Where, there is, where you don't have any comfort at all. Where you are forced to eat things you don't, you don't eat usually. I remember a time when John's dad, you know, he was celebrating 60 years of age and we took him out. And we thought we had done so well. Do you know what we gave him? We gave him a roasted uh, goat's meat. And he had never had it before. But he was very gracious. He ate it. And later he told us he'd never had this before. And we felt, oh, we wish we had known. So, so when we walk with God, many times, there are things we don't want to change. And yet God wants us to change. God shakes us that we can possibly walk well with him. Now, how do we know that uh, we are not walking with God? Of course, you know the answers. Our peace goes. We grumble at anything that happens. You know what happens when you're not working with God. Sometimes you don't know even because you think you're well, you're okay. But there are other times when you, you grumble. If someone has not seen you, you take an offense. You write it down. Someone did not greet me that Sunday. The pastor talked about other people. did not talk about me. Do, do, do. Lots of things. Why? Because God is not with you. Jesus is not with you. So uh, I have a short time and I want to finish so possibly quickly. Uh, I have written here about five things. Maybe I want to major on those five, six points. And then we see how to move on. Yes. I've, 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 you've seen, you've heard Mary, Joseph. Every year they do go to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. That became a routine. Yeah? Like we celebrate Christmas. I hear yeah, Christmas is really very... You celebrate Christmas when there's really winter, you're very cold, you're covered so many things. In Africa, Christmas is very good. And people go. There are people who never attend church. They attend only Christmas and Easter. And in Africa, it's about eating and drinking and having, you know, you, know, you rejoice with everybody, whether they know God or not. It's a routine of things. And Mary and Joseph had taken this as a routine. Every year, they would go to Jerusalem, and they would have the feast together with everybody else. And their son would walk with others. They knew Jesus is a little boy walking with other boys of 12 years of age. They forgot that Jesus wasn't. Yes? 
So sometimes it's not a must that everything you do every Sunday means God is in it. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't. So we need to be careful so that we know that whatever we are doing, the Lord is in it. If the Lord, the Lord says change the seating arrangements, please do. If the Lord says, I remember a time I was walking to church. And the Lord told me, he said, oh, what is happening? Have you had it? Okay. thought it was earthquake. <laughs> thought we were going to go out. And the Lord told me, he said, go back home, get a, 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 a container of water, get a towel, get a basin, and wash people's feet. I've never done that before. I said, Lord, how am I going to do it? And the Lord said, please go do that. Just everybody coming in. Wash their feet. I washed their feet. That day, I can tell you, we had no preacher. The Holy Spirit was a preacher. Everybody was slain the Spirit. We did not have Frost Creed then. The our floor was not very well done. We had a lot of dust, and you can imagine, my water was the hair of the ladies. And everybody was there with their hair in the dust but speaking in tongues and enjoying God. So it's not always a must that the routine of things, God is in it. Yes? It's very important to keep our ears and our eyes open to hear what the Lord wants us to do. Number two, it's, not, it's always possible to walk on a journey of, this, of salvation without Jesus. It's possible. You walk but Jesus is not with you. Like Mary and Joseph walked, and they could not find Jesus until they came back. This, I don't know whether this speaks to someone here or to us all, but it happens. Very, very possible. Very possible. Yes? And number three, being in a large crowd does not mean that he is there. Sometimes we think when we are very many, Jesus is with us. He can actually be with you alone as he can be with you when you are many. So it's very important that every time we gather together, yes, the crowd that we are in and they're all hungry and they're all thirsty and they're in prayer like you saw, you remember the, in the Acts of the Apostles, when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles, when they're in the upper room, the Holy Spirit came upon them because they were in one place, in a prayer, and, you know, in the unity of the Spirit, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit came upon all of them. Yes? So it is very important that uh, for us, if we want to see, and we're in a large crowd like we are today, let us all be hungry for the Lord until we find him. Yes? Until we find him. And number four, you know, it's when we return to him. It's when we return to Jesus that we find him. Actually, sometimes when you are going away, it's when you are on your way back that you find him. When they came, they found him in the temple. Zechariah chapter 1 verse, verse 3 says, Therefore says the Lord, sorry, 
therefore says the Lord to them, so the Lord says, sorry, the Lord of hosts says, return to me, said the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you. You know, return to me, and I will return to you. It's, it's you, you make, a, you make the initiative, you, begin, you return to him after knowing you are not, you're not with him, and then he comes to you. Yes? Because Joseph and Mary saw his, Jesus is not with them, they went back to Jerusalem. They looked around. They could not, not, not find him. When they found him in Jerusalem, they went to, back to the temple, and they found him there, and they found him. They saw him, and they went back with him. Yes, you can search for him. Jeremiah 29, verse 13, and you will seek and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Yes? And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. There is uh, an intentional activity. You have to seek the Lord with all your heart and find him. God can be found wherever you are. I remember years ago I used to sit, if I would be in conferences, I would sit in the front so that the preacher, if they're going to prophesy, they begin on me. When I was in Bible school, that's what I used to sit in front. And I remember there is a man who came one day and was came to, to teach us. This man had a very wonderful story. God sent him to America. Uh, he had no ticket. He had nothing. And the Lord told him to go to the airport, carry his passport, carry everything. And, uh, and, and he said, you just go. I'll give you a ticket at the airport. He never told him that he would give him a ticket to the airport, but he said, you just go to the airport. And he went to the airport, and he was on the line, you know. He had nothing apart from his passport. And when he reached the, before he reached these other ladies who sit there, a man, the man who was in front of him turned around and said, oh, you are so and so, he said, yes. Oh, I've been looking for you. This is your ticket. And the man went. Now, as he was teaching, I remember, I was sitting there and he was telling us the stories and was all that. And the Lord told me, he said, you know what? You don't, want any, you don't need anybody to touch you. You need to obey me. And that's what the Lord told me. So there are some times when we don't need a touch from somebody. We need to obey God. Only that is enough. And when you obey him, then he will take you through. Amen. Amen. So, it is important when we return to him, he returns to us. We return to him with all our hearts, God surely comes. Amen. Yes. The, the number five, again, if you look at verse 48, when things don't work out as we want, many times we grumble. Mary and Joseph told the, the son, we've been looking for you. Your father and I have been looking for you. They, they could have possibly slapped him. Those days, because it's not like here, where you don't even point a finger to a child. I think they would have slapped him. But he told them, don't you think I should be doing my father's business? It's like he's saying, telling them, you should have known who I am by now. You know? But they, Mary said, 
your father and I have been looking for you. And, 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 and this is what many times we, 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 we do. We grumble. Lord, I gave this. Lord, I prayed so many prayers, Lord. I had sleepless nights. Lord, I did this. And you, do, you answer me with this. Uh-uh, God is God. Whatever happens, God remains God. Yeah? He remains God. Job said, even though he slays me, yet I will trust him. This is Job. Even though the Lord slays me, yet shall I trust him. And the last one is, many times we forget the prophecies we received over the years. Mary had forgotten the prophecies she received. Mary had forgotten that the baby she has, the little young man she has, she calls her hers, surely is not hers. Mary is a conduit to bring Jesus into a bodily life. But Mary had forgotten. And I imagine she went around saying, my son, my son has made us go back to Jerusalem, has made us do this. You know, she had forgotten. How many times we forget this? We forget the mandate God has given us. We forget what God has spoken to us. And we think we are serving the pastor, Pastor Richard, we are pastor, pastor who? We are serving, no, you're not serving anybody here. You are serving God. And when you forget that, you miss it. There is a story I would have read, but we don't have time. You know, the, the road to Emmaus, you remember? When, they, when these two men were leaving Jerusalem and they were going out, three of them, there were two, and Jesus joins them. They do not know Jesus, and they are talking about the past. They don't talk about the, They are talking about the past. And they are saying this man was a great man. God used him, but, but actually he died. And now things are not good. They did not know he had risen. And he asked them, who is that? And they rebuke him. What? You don't know what happened? You don't know? And he's the one. The good thing with Jesus, that whatever happens, you can rebuke him, you can curse him, you can do whatever happens, but before he leaves you, you will know him. And you will bow down and worship him. Yeah? So, beloved friends, I don't know whether this speaks to us, but I believe this is a message for us and it's to help us get out and serve the Lord. Get out and obey God. Get out and do that that the Lord is calling us to do. Most of you, I can see some of you are very young. I don't want to say, you know, all of you actually are very, very young. Okay? In case you stone me. But you know what? Have you ever asked a question why you are alive? Sometimes you can say, I'm too young to, to die. There are young people who die. But the reason I have come to realize, the reason why I am alive, the reason why you are alive, is God has given you a responsibility to fulfill. He's given you a mandate. He's given you something to do for the kingdom. And you can, you can do it. Or you can leave it. 
And if you leave it, of course, the there is danger there. At the end of the journey, we say, what did you do? How did you do what I gave you? Did you do what I gave you? And you have nothing to give. Praise God. I want us to pray. I want us to pray before I must stop. I want us to pray. But is there anybody who feels this is my message? Yeah, we may not have time to pray for everybody here this morning, but if you do, possibly we shall pray together later because it's important. Maybe it's there that uh, you can be redirected again. You can now walk with him again. We can do this that he has his finger on. Yes, good. Uh, Richard, do I pray for somebody? Uh, How many minutes are left? No, no. Three or four. Three or four minutes. Okay. Three or four minutes. That's okay. Now, I, I, I want to pray for a possibly a person or two, if you are there, and, uh, and then we pray for everybody. There is somebody who has pain here, even when you were wish, singing and worshiping God here, you wouldn't sing very well. You wouldn't raise your hand very well. And if you're there, we can pray for you. If you're there, we really can pray for you. Do not fear, I'm not a healer. He is a healer. And he's able to do it. More than you think or imagine. Our Lord is able to do that. Yes? We, we can pray for you. Yes? And maybe another kind of, we shall pray for you as well. Yes? Yes. So we can pray later, yeah? So let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Lord our God, we thank you for your word. We know your word never goes back empty. It has to fulfill what you've sent it for. So I raise my brothers and sisters to you. I pray that your hand may rest upon them. The Lord our God, they will know and know that uh, you have a plan for them and that they're not here just for nothing. They're here to serve your purposes. Lord, will you empower them to do exploits in you? Lord, will you cause them to, to go deeper in you and see who you are? And then, and then, Lord, move. Move in your ways. Move. Lord, move in their lives that they serve you in the calling you have given them. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this very church. Lord, you've done this marvelous work through them. I pray that this will just be a beginning of, of a great move of God, that many hearts will be restored. Lord, worship will be restored. That people who are hopeless will, uh, will receive hope again. That they will see you at work in a way they've never seen and give glory and honor to your name. That healing will take place here and salvation will come to this place. We thank you, Father, and we bless you. We give you glory, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So the Lord bless you so much. Thank you. Thank